for joining Breadcrumb Theory, a modern-day podcast navigating the digital age. We are your hosts, Melissa Schwass and Eric Shear. Welcome. Well, how's it going, Melissa? It's going good. I think it's time for our monthly movie review. I know. Yeah, I know. That was a lot of fun the last time. So uh, I know I kind of planted the seed on that one. Uh, so I got you to watch Hotel Artemis. Is that on Netflix? Was it? It was uh, on Netflix? I think it was on Amazon Prime. I did. I, I, I looked them up in all of the apps, HBO, Hulu, Prime, Netflix. And so for anybody listening, it is on Amazon Prime, which I think almost everybody is a member of right now. Yeah. So, you know, to give you a little background about this movie and why we're talking about it today. So it takes place roughly eight years in the future from now. So it's very near future um, during uh, some civil unrest in Los Angeles. And there's a bunch of rioting going on. And the Hotel Artemis is kind of like a hospital for gangsters. Right. And it's run by Jodie Foster's character. and there's a you know, membership uh, that's involved in some rules. But really what, what it's about is then how she, you know, kind of runs this in, in, in this hospital. And the things, the concepts in the movie are, are very kind of near and dear to current day, our current day environment, right? So one of the things that we want to talk about is, you know, how technology is going to be changing, you know, where it is today. And a lot of what they're showing in this movie, you know, where we have, you know, the ability to do today to some extent, not to the extent they show in the movie, but um, an example of that would be um, somebody got shot and they needed to do a liver transplant. Well, they take some of your blood, they get your DNA and they're able to 3D print you a brand new liver. Now, that sounds pretty crazy when you think about it, but the fact of the matter is they're very close to being able to do that today and they can print and synthesize proteins uh, to do different functions in the body. So it's just a matter of a few years before they start getting that technology. So we thought we'd talk about that and uh, what else in the movie caught your eye? You know, it's it's interesting because there is a lot of civil unrest in the movie and it's based in Los Angeles. And so Los Angeles isn't, unprone for for that we've seen riots in los angeles at least in in my lifetime a couple times and so that was intriguing to me to see a major metropolitan area just completely crumble and so there's a lot of different themes along that line obviously variance in technology and the quality of technology that you're getting for healthcare in this instance so that's one aspect. The second aspect is just the the variance in the way of life. And so I think we're going to see that with the increase of technology, rich get richer, poor get poor. There's that type of theme in there. And then you see just tons and tons of civil riots. And this impacts power grids. This impacts the hospital itself. This impacts uh, police officers. And so we're already starting to see that. So I think that those are the three major themes that, that were intriguing to me. The first being that, you know, a lot of the technology they're using in this hotel isn't, in my opinion, up to date. It's kind of looks like aftermarket. It's, you know, they're going through power surges. You can tell they're doing the best they can. But, you know, still, it's it's a lot further along than where we are now. But if you look at the quality of the metal, it it looks like, oh, man, you kind of got some hand me downs. And so I think that's that's interesting. I do see a future that if we're not careful, we could see various 
segments of population and, and wealth having to use different levels of technology, whether, whether it's not new and modern or hand-me-downs. So I think that was really intriguing for me in the, in the movie. Yeah, so for sure. So yeah, I, I picked up on that. I picked up really what I picked up on. I think the, the main core for myself was like the robotic, like the robotic surgeon, right? So she doesn't do, nobody is doing the operations or pulling the bullet wounds. They have a robot that does that, right? It does the surgery. And we're seeing that already today in today's medical uh, establishments where, you know, certain, certain functions and certain surgeries can be almost commoditized down to a point where, you know, a robot can do a better job than a trained surgeon. Uh, and to your point, um, you know, in a dystopian future where, you know, and we've talked about automation before, so the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And I was just reading an article that was talking about the rise of the upper middle class. You know, the, it's we're not talking about the Bill Gateses and the, the Jeff Bezos of the world. We're talking about, you know, the people that have the, you know, the, the you know, IT jobs, the people that are, are working in with technology, the people that are, you know, you know, in supporting those business functions and, you know, are, you know, creating the automation, which is putting a lot of the lower, you know, the factory workers, the, you know, it'll soon be, you know, autonomous cars, Ubers and other things out of business. Uh, and then, so, you know, that's creating that skills gap. And then how do people make that leap? And that, is interesting because if you can't do it, then yeah, what are you relegated to, right? You you get the hand-me-downs and you get, uh, you know, you have to suffer. And if there's no clear path to, you know, retraining and retooling and becoming, you know, enjoying some of that, that success that automation brings, then yeah, it's going to be tough for a lot of people. There is a song somebody sent me not too long ago. It's by a person called Beans on Toast. And so you can clearly tell he takes himself seriously. But it's Beans on Toast, and he has a song called Rich Versus Poor. Uh, it's not an uplifting song, but if you listen to that song, you, for me, I had a moment where I was like, oh, wow. And I agree. We're both in tech. I'm seeing just the divide happening now. And so imagine in eight years, I mean, what could that look like? I could see some dystopian stuff happen in eight years. I think I'm already we're already kind of seeing that now. Yeah, uh, for sure. So I think, you know, if we call it out early and often is what they say, you can try to prevent some of it or mitigate or bring people along with you on your journey. And I think that's what we're trying to do here. And so Mr. Rogers always said, find the helpers. I'm a big Mr. Rogers fan. So for you, for you, those of you listening, find the helpers because it's not all doom and gloom. We got to help each other. But this movie is a great uh, depiction of what could happen if we were everyone for themselves. It's kind of like that movie Elysium too, where the ultra rich have that regenerator. If they get injured or are sick, they can go in the regener regenerator and ultimately live an incredibly long life. Whereas the people on a different planet, they're relegated to rags, rags that are hand-me-downs, right? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you, you take that off into a further future, then you really, you're, you're, Right. Those living are left behind or, you know, living in squalor and you have a select few who have access to all this, you know, fantastic technology. And I don't think it's, you know, like a cabal of evil corporations and people, you know, screwing each other over. Uh, sometimes people like to get into that thought pattern. But I think, you know, it's just things are, are changing and, you know, you, you can cite Moore's law. You can look at 
you know, the rapid pace of innovation and how things change. But, you know, I think the, the a lot of this dystop the, the, these dystopian ideas come from, you know, I think society sometimes is slow to move on certain things yep. and, and, and they're blinded. So like you said, calling it out often, but I don't think people really understand what that means because we've been turning up the dial slowly for probably the last 10, 20 years. Right. I mean, if you think about technology and where we're at, well, let's just say from the last 20 years, right. From year 2000 to year 2020, um, you know, it doesn't feel that much different. But when you start going back in time and you dig out, you know, your computer from 2004 and you go, holy cow, you know, this thing was a piece of junk, right? (laughs) But it was it was top notch. And just a lot of the things that we did, a lot of the tasks that we did, a lot of the people's functions, automation was, you know, a, a very niched and very small thing. It's not mainstream like it is today. And, you know, that's why. I think when we look at these dystopian movies and, and you, you try and distill, like, how do we avoid being in that situation? I think we have to look at, you know, how we learn and how education is and how we get people to, to, to change careers and, and bring them up to speed. And it, I don't think that a lot of the traditional models are fast enough to act given the pace of, of, of technology change today. Well, those jobs aren't going to even be, they're not here. We don't know what those jobs look like in two to four years, but I agree. I think when we think about technology, a lot of the movies paint it or the shows paint it kind of like Westworld, very clean and modern and ultra cool. And there's nobody in the car and it just comes and picks you up and you can program it. So I think that is a possibility and we will see that in various metropolitan areas. But I think what Hotel Artemis showed us is like, yeah, things might be set on fire. You might have some power issues. Your technology might be cool, but let's be real. You're going to have some yeah. struggles along with some of this good, right? And so I think it for me, it was, it provided a, a different view of what, you know, I would like to think technology could provide, but people aren't ready for that type of innovation. I, I think there are a handful of us out there who were super stoked for it, you and, and me included, but I think a lot of people who are studying big data or AI are just saying the general population is not ready for what's about to come because we think about the iPhone, for instance, and that innovation and how drastically it's changed our lives. And you can consider just a smartphone. It's a computer in our pocket. Well, think about innovation and inventions coming out every single year like that. That's how fast this is going to pick up. And it's going to come to a point where uh, more people are going to push away from it and just be like, I'm out. I'm off the grid. I'm not going to deal with it. And there's going to be some people are just going to be like plugged in constantly. And there's going to be a paradigm and a scale. And so it's just a matter of finding out where you fit on that scale. Oh yeah, for sure. So one of the things I wanted to dig into a little one is this, this idea of, you know, the, you know, just medicine, right? So if we strip out the dystopian portion of it and just look at what it would be like to have what what the the ramification of 3d printed organs are right so now when we talk about dystopia and we talk about you know rich and poor there's some societal issues that i think will need to be addressed for us to navigate successfully but on the flip side of that if you think that while providing some dna they could potentially print you out a new heart there's no more heart transplant list liver transplant list they can you can get uh, brand new organs and swap them out. Uh, so a lot of things like, you know, a lot of disease, a lot of those things 
not to say that that technology is around the corner or even that it'll be ready in eight years, but it's not that far off in reality, right? I mean, they're already talking, there are already companies out there that are 3D printing meat, right? To, 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 to you know, avoid, uh, you know, animal slaughter, right? What if I can print you a steak out of the same material a steak is made because I've got a cellular growth and I can, I can do that. And there's still some, you know, ethics behind that piece of it. But if you print me out a prime rib and it tastes like prime rib, I mean, that's a game changer too. So, I mean, it's just fun to kind of entertain some of these ideas and, you know, well, well, yeah, we could, you know, so you could heal people. You can, you know, like, uh, you know, think about all the trauma victims where, you know, they're, there's no, there's no hope. I mean, no one's going to be able to, unless you get a liver transplant in 24 hours, you're going to die. And all of a sudden now we have the technology to print you one out in six hours. You know, there's a book called the handbook of biology aging, and it challenges that, you know, aging is a disease. It looks at aging as a disease and a disease that you can fight. And there's a lot of biologists and scientists out there actually studying that field that challenge that if we can counter the effects of, of aging, we can live a much longer life. Now, life, our lifespans have already been increased substantially from the time of cavemen, for instance. So I think we're at a point where people are going to live a lot further past than, you know, 100. And it's not going to just be segments of populations spread throughout the world. I think it's going to be if you have the means and the access to this healthcare, you can live an incredibly long life. So that's exciting. But you hope that everyone has access to that. And then there's some ethical dilemmas in there. But I agree, healthcare, I told, you know, doctors already say, if you talk to a doctor, they say, I'm just here to oversee the, the robot, right? I don't, you don't have any incisions, nothing. It's, it's incredible. And what's what, 2020? So in eight years yeah. from now, I wonder what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, if it, you know, I still think, you know, there's still going to be doctors, there's still going to be surgeons. There's a lot of things that robots won't be able to do. But if it's, you know, doing an appendectomy, for instance, I mean, like I said, that's that's pretty commodity surgery, gallbladder removal, anything where, you know, it can do something fairly r- routine and, and 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 safe. You know, leave the neurosurgeon to the neurosurgeon. But even then, they'll probably be using robots, right? They'll just be giving instructions to the robot. The robot will be doing all the you know stuff that a surgeon's steady hand would do today. So. Anyway, that was a fun one. I liked it. I mean, whether the, you like the movie or not, uh, if you've seen it, uh, is irrelevant. Our movie reviews are more about <laughs> the technology and what they're actually doing in the movie than whether or not you enjoyed uh, Jodie Foster's performance. Uh, uh, so um, if you like these kinds of uh, you know things, please let us know. We like doing them. They're kind of fun uh, breaks from uh, talking about more serious things. You know, we did get a recommendation for next month's movie. So those of you listening and and giving us feedback, we appreciate it. Uh, A listener recommended that we do a review on the net. And that's actually a really good movie. Uh, So I think that should be our next movie. Oh, for sure. That that gets into all kinds of fun stuff. And then you get get those conspiracies. Yeah, I might have to get my tinfoil helmet out for that one. Arts and crafts time. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. Not only will we do a movie review, but you learn how to make your own tinfoil helmet. <laughs> Even better. So yeah. thanks for giving us uh, that feedback, Lauren. We appreciate it. Uh, for those of you listening, you know, give us another movie. We love watching movies. Uh, we love your feedback. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, uh, give us a shout out. Uh, check us out on social media, our website, breadcrumbtheory.com. And thanks, everyone. Until next time.